Westover app. I invite you to open it right now. We have our notes and scriptures on there. If you have a Bible, you can either turn it on or open it up. We're in 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. This is not a message in a series. I'm going to begin a new series next weekend. But I want to speak this weekend on the thought, why I give. Why I give. I, I would like to share in this message my giving journey and how I've learned to give generously to God and what the scripture says about it and what my own experience is. In John 3.16, in that first opening verse, we have what I'm going to call the DNA of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. God did two things. He introduces himself. He said, I'm loving and I'm giving. That's the DNA of God. And when we love God passionately and we give to God generously, we're expressing the DNA of God. Now, anytime a preacher, pastor is talking about giving, there may be in the back lurking behind in somebody's mind. They may not voice it or, or actually say it. They say, you know what, I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to get more offerings in so he can get a bigger raise next year. Let me just, let me just, exp let me just put that thought aside. Disclaimer, okay? Disclaimer. Disclaimer. I haven't taken a raise from this church in 11 years. I've been offered a raise every year. But every year, and this was my 11th year, I said, no, I won't take it. Just keep it. Let's use it in ministry somewhere. So my, my sharing this morning and teaching this morning has nothing to do with trying to get something. I want to take you on a journey and what I have experienced personally in God's generosity in my life. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 6, and we're going to read through the chapter. Keep your Bible open. Keep your app open, and we're going to unpack some scripture. It says this, verse 6, remember this. Now, everything that God says is important, but it's like the Holy Spirit took a highlighter and said, this is, this is something you don't want to miss. Remember this. Whoever, that's for all of us. Doesn't matter if you're a student. Doesn't matter if you're part-time employed. Doesn't matter if uh, you're unemployed. Doesn't matter if you're retired. Doesn't matter what geographical. Doesn't matter the strata of life. Whoever, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you, it comes down to an individual. So each of you should give what he's decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Verse 8. And God is able to bless you abundantly. Pause right there. There's something you need to see. The Bible does not say God will bless you abundantly. The Bible here says God is able to bless you abundantly. Now God blesses us. Oh, I, I see that. But God says there is an abundant blessing. Many of us are blessed by God. But we're not abundantly blessed by God. I'm talking about abundant blessing. God says, I want to abundantly, and God's able to do it. There's nothing in your life that's disqualifying you from God's abundance blessing if you understand the generosity principle. Now, what does abundant blessing look like? He continues on in verse number 8, the rest, of this, the rest of this verse here. And he's going to give us three all statements. Notice this. So he said, God's able to bless you abundantly, so then in all things, in your job, your career, your personal life, your family life, and all things at school, working on your degree, 
putting things together. In all things, at all times, at all times, whether you're, whether you're in transition, whether you're moving from one career path to another, in all things, at all times, having all that you need so you may abound unto all good works. In verse number 6 through 8, there are three words I want to just, I want to bring to our attention because they're words that I have learned. They all begin with the letter A. There are three A words. And let me just share them with you. And the scripture teaches, and I, I have learned this in my giving journey. The first is the amount, the amount. The Bible tells us in verse number uh, 6 that you can give to God either sparingly or generously. In other words, God says the amount the amount determines what I'm able to do in your life. And I've learned in my life that, that my capacity is tied to my generosity. My capacity is tied to my generosity. In other words, to increase the, the blessing, the abundant blessing coming into my life, I've got to increase the capacity and I express it by my generosity to God. For example, I'm going to use this as, as just a, an illustration, if I can, for a moment. There are three different containers. Now, every one of these containers are really effectively full. This one is effectively full, this one's effectively full, and this one's effectively full. But they're, each container has a different capacity. This is just a this is a small right here, you know. If I if I brought this to Denise in a hot day, and she said I want some iced tea, and I brought this, she said you're stingy. Why would you do that, that that little bit? Yeah, this is a little bit more. In fact, it looks kind of like the I kind of the size that glass she puts her teeth in at night. Denise does right there, you know. It's a little bit bigger, but it has a little more capacity. And then there is this right here. If if I was to empty this one out and pour this in, it would look in it would look empty to us. But this one looks full. And here it is. God says you choose the size of the container. And, and I choose, the amount chooses how God is able to bless me. God says there's a sliding scale on my abundant blessing. There is sparingly and there is generously. There's a, the, God's able to do great things in my life. And, I, and I've learned as we do go, go through the giving journey, we all start off as as a, a selective or occasional givers. We give out of our surplus. When we have a little extra and we pick a project, I'm interested in that. I'm interested in uh, perhaps helping uh, the, the, the church softball league for, for kids, or I, I'm interested in helping feed a child. We give out of our surplus occasionally or, or selectively. But then God talks to us and we move from an occasional selective giver to a regular giver. The Bible calls that being a tither. Honoring the Lord with the tithe. And that is we start giving out of our income, not our surplus. We give out of our income regularly and faithfully to the Lord. But then the Bible says there's another category. There is a category of people that give generously. And when they give generously, they enlarge the capacity of what God is able to give in their life. And these are people that give to God out of devotion. They give they give to God in, 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 in a way that just expresses their devotion to the Lord. They kind of just say, God, every time I have and every opportunity I have, I'm going to give. You see, generosity is all about outlook and not about income. Generosity, you can be, you can be in a part-time employment and be 
generous. And I've learned in my life that generosity has nothing to do about the bank account. It has everything to do who I'm banking on. It has everything to do about whom I'm trusting in life. And God is saying he's able with the amount God's saying you're choosing, that's the container in which God is able to pour back into our lives. Now, I learned tithing from my mother. I can remember as a boy my mom talking to us, us three boys, about tithing, about giving to God. And mom would always tithe and give to the Lord. I, I learned tithing from my mom. She's now in heaven. I learned generosity from my father-in-law. My father-in-law taught me generosity. My father-in-law would faithfully give every month his tithe to the church. He would faithfully honor the Lord with the tithe. But my father-in-law did something, and in a conversation we had one day, he explained to me. He said, every time I come to church and every opportunity, I will give in every offering. I asked him, I said, you tithe? Yeah, I tithe. I tithe, but every time and in every offering, if it's for a missions project or it's a building program or they need, they need help to send you to you, he said, I give in every offering. I said, why? He said, I never want an opportunity to pass me that I, that I don't give to God. I don't want to ever miss an opportunity to give to God. Stay with me in the story. Stay with me in the story. My, my father-in-law was a blue-collar worker, had a small business, worked hard, made a good living, but the business was all he had. Just a blue-collar, worked hard all of his life. Uh, shortly before my mother-in-law went to heaven, my mother-in-law contracted an illness, and because of failing health, she had to go on dialysis. Following that, her health deteriorated. And she went into the hospital. In fact, she spent the last 30 days of her life in a hospital room. At that particular time, then the hospitals now, they usually have a, like a, a lounge chair that will roll out or, uh, for uh, uh, a family member to sleep on at night. They didn't have that in the hospital rooms at that time. My father-in-law for 30 days made what we call a pallet on the floor. Made a pallet. He slept on the hard floor for a month, he was by my mother-in-law's side until the very moment she graduated into heaven. Now, here's the story. Let me tell you. My father-in-law, blue-collar worker, small business, had no medical insurance. And he was facing astronomical medical, medical bills. I did a little bit of search on this, the equivalency in dollars, and it was over, be over half a million, no, almost three-quarters of a million dollars in today's money with no health insurance. And in other words, he was going to lose everything. I had a sidebar conversation with him one day during that time, and he just he said, I'm going to lose everything. He said, everything we've amassed over our lifetime, he said, it, it's, it doesn't matter. He said, I'm going to take care of my wife. But he said, I'm going to walk out of this with nothing. One day, right before my mother-in-law passed away, somebody from the hospital stepped into the room, sat on the edge of the bed and said, I need to talk to you, Mr. and Mrs. Roberts. Said, introduced himself, gave him a business card, and said, we don't do this. And in fact, repeated that phrase. You know what? We just don't do this. But the hospital has selected you to, and we're going to forgive all of the hospital bills, doctor bills, and medical bills. You don't owe us 
anything whatsoever. And all of that debt, all that debt in one moment was wiped out. My father-in-law would testify. He said it was the abundant blessing of God. All through my life, an offering never passed that I didn't give to God. I didn't give to God. And I went all the way down, and God paid me back in one moment. God caught me up and took me way beyond that in one moment. God stepped in. I'm talking about when we begin to see that we give to God either sparingly or we give to God generously. And I learned in my life, if I could just learn, God, I'm going to give to you generously. That's the amount. The other A word is attitude. Verse number seven, you can give grudgingly or you can give cheerfully. Has somebody ever done something for you grudgingly? Have you ever asked your kids to attend or clean the room and they've done it grudgingly? Have you asked your husband or wife to do something and they, I guess if I have to. You say, I don't even want to do it. Here's what God is saying. Not only the amount that we give, God says the attitude we give is important. For you see, love is what pushes us to give. Love pushes me to give. And the Bible says in verse number 7, each one of you should decide in your heart what to give. And I've learned decision equals provision. Decision equals provision. Decide in your heart what to give. Now, Denise and I, we honor the Lord every month. We honor the Lord with the tithe. But we started doing something a few years ago. We decided that we were going to determine, decide ahead of time what we were going to give. We go into every year knowing we're going to tithe, but we pick projects and we say we're going to do something above. We're going to go above. We're going to be generous and we're going to do a project here. For example, one day to feed the world, always in October, we challenge the church body to be a part of that to give one day's uh, earnings to help feed the poor of the world. Denise and I had decided we're always going to give a week's earning at that moment. We always do. We, we decide ahead of time. Another decision Denise and I have made is, is every year at income tax time. doesn't matter what our income tax <coughs> return is. The amount is, we give 50% of it to a ministry every year. Every year, doesn't matter what it is, we know ahead of time, 50% of it goes to the Lord, and we gave that this year to help with the Kingdom Builders Fund for the Student Center. We just know every year we're going to earmark something. We decide ahead of time. We don't wait in the moment and say, well, I can't, I'd love to give, because, but we don't have anything right now. It's because I, we've got to decide ahead of time. Denise and I make those decisions ahead of time. The third word uh, starts with the letter A, and this is in verse number 8, and it's abundant. Not only the amount, the attitude, but abundance, abundance. God will bless you abundantly. You see, Jesus, I get eternal life because of Jesus. Jesus only. There's nothing else out of it. Salvation is what Jesus Christ did on the cross. And Jesus' death, Jesus loving me, gave me eternal life. But my giving allows me to experience abundant life. Jesus opens the door to heaven. Generosity opens the windows of heaven in my life. And I've determined in my life that giving always puts a bigger smile on God's face. Giving always puts a bigger smile on God's face. And when I give, I've learned that God sees that I have graduated. I have graduated from just occasional and and selective 
from just tithing to generosity. And God says that, that he's going he's gonna to bless me abundantly. Has God blessed me abundantly? Can I tell you, I look in my life and there's so many even non-financial ways. God has blessed us. Denise and I are so blessed. We look in our families, Denise and I, and our families have been decimated. Decimated by misfortune and divorce. But it has never touched our family. I'm telling you how God is able to bless, how God's able to take care of things. I remember when we started the church, we planted the church. We said, we're going to start a church in Northwest San Antonio. We sold our house. We took all the equity of our house and we put into the church checking account. Then I borrowed money against my car, put that in the church checking account. We had nothing. We gave absolutely everything we had in order to start Westover Hills. We gave it all. Has God been good to me? Can I tell you? I have two daughters. I have two daughters, and both of my daughters found their husbands in this church. Both of my daughters, both of my son-in-laws serve the Lord in full-time ministry. I have a grandson that's 10 years old. He serves as a greeter opening doors at the west entrance in the 830 service. That little boy is out there opening doors. He runs out there to cars and helps the grandmothers out of the car and they pat him on the head. He's kind of he's their hero out there. I told my little grandson Aiden the other day, you keep opening those doors, you keep smiling at them, one of these days your wife is going to walk through that door and yours will be the first smile she sees when she comes to the church. That's exactly what happened for my daughters. Guess what? They found their husbands in this church. I told him, your wife is, he wasn't really excited about that at age 10 right now, but I'm speaking, I'm putting it in his heart. I'm prophesying into his life. That little boy, we want God to do something in his life. I took that little boy to a missions trip last year, took him to Africa. And when, while we were there, we were having dinner one night, and he begins to cry. And he said, Papa, he said, I think God's doing something in my heart. We believe he has a call of God on his life. We have noticed when he gets in the presence of the Lord, tears begin to come to his, his, his eyes. He has a tender heart for the things of God. I have two son-in-laws that are pastor. It looks like I've got a grandson that, that may be in full-time ministry. Can I tell you, my cup runneth over. God's been gracious. God's been good to me. God's faithful in all aspects of our life. God gives first and God gives the most. Oh, I, you can't outgive God because God gives first and God will always give the most. You try to outgive God. You just, you, you step it up. Got to tell you what, every time you enlarge the container, God says, I'll pour more into it. You can't outgive God. You just keep giving and God saying, then I'm going to qualify you for my abundant blessings. Trust in my life is expressed as I'm able to release and generously give to the Lord. One time I went to a building site. They were building a building. I was there to meet and, and talk with somebody uh, as we were in one of our building programs, and I was getting some information, and I walked on the job side. I was waiting. I could see the person. He was talking to somebody, so I was going to wait until he's done with his conversation, and I noticed right there, there were building materials that had just been delivered to the job site. There were lumber there, and there were materials, and some of it was still bundled up, and all the materials were there, so I was just kind of leaning there, 
uh, on the new building materials that had been delivered to the site, waiting for the gentleman that I need to talk to in a moment. Well, here in a little bit, a worker came. A worker came. I didn't know him. He didn't know me. And I'm leaning on the material right in here. He said, sir, can I, can I have some of this material? I said, sure. Sure, you can have it all. It's not mine. You can take it all. Has God, has God ever just taught you something in a moment, spontaneous moment? Has God just taught you a lesson? Something you said you, you weren't expecting, and then God just teaches you, God taught me a lesson. I told him, you can have it all. It's not mine. And I own, no sooner did I say it, I could hear those, the Holy Spirit whispering to my heart. Do you know why you could give it all away? As you understood, you didn't own it. And son, the day you realize everything in your life, I own it, you'll have no problem giving it away. If you really knew who owned it, owned it, you would have no problem giving it away. But the reason you can't give it away, the reason you can't be generous is you're holding on to stuff. And you think it's yours. God, this is your part. This is the tithe. But everything else is mine. God said, if you could get to the point and understand, I own it all. Can I tell you? I realize God owns it all. Oh, I get to drive God's car. Yeah. I, I'm driving a car, but it's God's car. And anytime it needs tires, I said, God, need tires on your car. The house we live in, that's God's house. God, you have to help us with payment. We're, 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 we're just kind of staying in there, and during this time, you're going to have everything we own is God's. And because I understand who owns it, I know who I'm counting on, I don't count stuff. Here it is. When we understand who owns it, you stop inspecting and you start expecting do you ever go inspecting, I only have this, and I have this, and I have this. You check this account and look at this, and I don't. You do your little study, and you I only have this. We're inspecting, and we need to start expecting. And the Scripture tells us, verse number 11 of 2 Corinthians 9, you will be enriched in every way. Why? Why will God bless you in every way? So that you can be generous on every occasion and through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Let's go on. Let's go on. Verse number 12. I want you to see this. This service. What service is he talking about? He's talking about the service of being a generous giver. This service. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but also the overflowing expression of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have you ever notice these next two words? Proved yourself. Proved yourself. Others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your uh, confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. What is God saying? He starts off by saying, you decide, sparingly or generously. Now, don't give it under compulsion because God loves a cheerful giver. The attitude counts. Then God says in verse number 8, I want to I wanna bless you abundantly. I can do it. Many of us are not experiencing abundant blessings, but God says, I can do it. What do we do? He says, when you understand God owns it all. When you understand God owns it all. And you enlarge the container for God to pour in. You enlarge it by what? Releasing it. And your generosity enlarges what God can do in your life. And he says, and when you do this service, you prove yourselves. Prove yourselves. 
You know, there was a time everybody has to prove themselves. Yes, I, I remember in our giving. I remember in our giving journey, there were moments that we had to prove ourselves. Have you ever done the, the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace, Financial Freedom Seminar? Great, great. Every couple, every family, every young adult, do yourself a favor to create a, a lifetime of wealth. Take the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University. It will transform your life. And Dave Ramsey says you've got to create a budget. You need to have a 30-day rain, uh, uh, rainy day fund. He said you have all of these envelopes. In one envelope, he said you put money, and this is your, this is your repair, repair things that happened with your car and your automobile. Then there's a personal envelope for anything personal things that you attend to from new shoes to new this and whatever, you put that. Then there's the automobile insurance and then there's the house payment and then there's the vacation envelope and there's there's the, the new couch that you want and there's the new car that you want to buy in five years. You have all of these envelopes and every payday you're putting in an envelope. And we were doing that. Literally, we literally had these white envelopes. We were practicing that in our life. I'm talking about how you prove yourselves. There came a moment God talked to Denise and I about giving something. And it wasn't in the bank account. It wasn't in the budget. It wasn't in the budget. But we knew God had spoke to us. The Bible says you prove yourself. We reached into those other envelopes. And we took out those other, that personal, that vacation, we'll just, we'll either downsize it or do without it. Some things we were going to buy two years, we'll either downsize it or do without it or put it another year back. We, we reached in other envelopes and we took out and we put in a giving envelope and presented it to the Lord as an offering. I'm talking about proving yourself, proving yourself. Does God, does God show up? Then we get a phone call, a phone call. It's the insurance agents on our automobile insurance. Now, we were up to date, but we had taken some out of the envelope, but we, had pay, we were paying on a six-month basis, so it wasn't due yet. So, yes, yes, sir, what, what's up? Is everything all right? Is everything all right? Is, are we current on everything? You know, you, well, why in the world are you calling me? He said, I, I don't know how to explain this to you. But I was talking to my wife. They don't come to the church. They, they, hardly, they hardly know us. I had only met them like one time when we wrote out the policy. But he said, the Lord put you on our heart. And our agency is going to pay your automobile insurance for this next six months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whereby you prove yourself. We took out of the envelope and we put it in. I, I am convinced today that call would have never come had we not proved ourselves in our giving. That's what God does. God gives abundantly. He wants to give abundantly in our lives. And Denise and I have been on a giving journey. We, we try to think of ways that we can be generous to the Lord. Absolutely. Absolutely. Here a couple years ago, we decided we were not going to do Christmas for ourselves. We gave all of our Christmas budget. We, d we did from Denise and I, and we gave it to a single mom. We said, Denise, Denise and I, we have everything we need. Uh, so we decided we're going to give it away. We selected a single mom. We bought her a brand-new clothes dryer. She had a washing machine. 
but she was having to take clothes down to the laundromat and put in quarters and the kids were having to sit on those old seats in laundromats. You know what I'm talking about? Why the why the clothes were drying. We bought her a car. We bought her uh, a clothes dryer, and we gave each of her sons a fifty dollar bill. Hey, can I tell you? That's the Christmas we remember. I, I don't know the other Christmas. I forgot. I forgot about the sweater, and I don't. I I, I forgot about the jacket and. And, and the shaving kit and all the stuff. But that's the Christmas we remember. We think of it. We decide ahead of time. And I'm going to invite you, and I have the privilege today to lead you in worshiping the Lord and giving. And I'm going to invite our ushering team to come forward. And I want to tell you what my testimony is. Denise and I have given and given and given we, just, we, we, we decide we live in the area of generosity. And God has blessed us ways that goes beyond finances. You couldn't, you couldn't pay for the moment I had with my grandson when he told me he believed God was doing something in his heart and he's, he's trying to discover the call of God on his life. You can't, you, 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 I wouldn't trade for a moment the son-in-laws that God have given me that have a heart for God and serve God in full-time ministry. There's no way you could pay for that. I, I, that, that. My life is enriched. And here, here is Jim and Denise's story. Here is Jim and Denise's story. Our life exceeds our dreams. And I can literally tell you that. I can tell you my life exceeds my dreams. God has done more. I have... I have witnessed more in my ministry than I could ever think to happen. But one of the great churches in America, we planted other churches. We're feeding 1,200 children a day in third world countries right now. This church does. I've built schools. I've built, I've built clinics. I, I have built kitchens to feed ch children in Tanzania, uh, Africa, in Kenya, Africa. The impact that we've had, my, my life exceeds my dreams and it all started with one moment God put on our hearts to sell everything and give to him and now I can tell you God has abounded and blessed me abundantly and I want to invite you to experience the abundant blessing of the Lord I'm going to lead you in a worship moment of giving from your heart depth of your heart to honor the Lord. At Westover, we have three methods of giving. Check or cash. Please place it in the contribution envelope. It's in that brochure rack. We have online and text to give. However you give, don't give under compulsion. No one's twisting your arm. Give cheerfully and joyfully unto the Lord. Let's pray. Father, I lead these wonderful people in a moment of worshiping you and giving. Yes, yeah, some are giving out of need. Literally, they have other needs, and they're going to take away some of the things they need and downsize in order to upsize their giving to the Lord. I pray abundant blessing on them. Others are giving the tithe, their regular 
tithing supporters. Bless them as they honor the Lord faithfully and diligently, month after month, with the tithe. And there's others that you're awakening, God, to be generous givers. They're not going to just give their tithe, they're going to give out of their wealth. They're going to give above and beyond. Lord, they're, go they're going to just start pouring into the kingdom of God and our kingdom builders fund in ways. And Lord, you're going to enlarge in their life. They're going to see the fullness and the richness and the goodness of God in ways they never imagined. I pray that for them. We dedicate this to you. You own it. We cheerfully and joyfully give to honor the Lord today. Receive it with our thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen.